This is The Dash, Episode 7, Championship Lifestyle. I'm Trey Gamage, and joining me today, Toyenda Smith from Gary, Indiana. Her story of walking on to Purdue's track and field team and walking out an eight-time Big Ten medalist and five-time champion is still continuing today. She's found a way to parlay that championship lifestyle into championship lifestyle camps designed for women to consistently persist, obtain victory, and maintain a higher standard of excellence. Toyenda is one of my favorite people to work with and she's always on the go. She's got the Hartsfield Balloon Company, a leadership strategy and consulting company, John Nelkswell certified as a speaker, trainer, coach, and now she's got these championship lifestyle camps. You can find more in the link at treygamers.com where you'll also find the top takeaways, quotes, and side notes. There's a lot to take away in this episode and I really hope that you enjoy it. Tell your friends and leave a comment. This is The Dash. Absolutely. So a championship lifestyle trait is a way of being. So it has to do with your mindset. And this is where people consistently persist. They practice honorable behavior. They pull to obtain the victory and they press, press, mm. press to pursue higher levels of excellence. Mm. And how did you how did you come up with the championship lifestyle? Because that's like your moniker. It is. Uh, You know, I I pray a lot, Trey, and um, I've been in my consulting business for now three years. This March made three years. And when I started, I didn't know what I didn't know, Mm -hmm. right? And so on the journey, I was able to start to put the pieces together because I started doing personality typing trainings. Uh, I was doing some speaking engagements, but not necessarily in an athletic realm Mm. or coming from an athletic point of view. I was an athlete at Purdue University, and that experience just was the impetus for everything that Mm. I'm doing now. I had put it on the back burner a little bit. But as I was praying and speaking to God, saying, Lord, which way do you want me to go with this consulting company? I knew that I was doing some things well, but I knew that I can do some greater things. Mm -hmm. I can do things with excellence as it tied into athletics. So that's really how it came about. I was praying, saying, Lord, which... Which direction do you want me to go in to mm-hmm. move my company to a, to another level of excellence? And he said, listen, it's championship. It's yeah. champions. It's championship lifestyle, which has to do with the mindset. I think that's that's funny how you went back in time. So even myself developing programs and methods and stuff, instead of doing so much outside research, uh-huh. I internalize again, whether it's reading the Bible or writing in my journal. I've gone back to notebooks of my freshman year in yes, college yes. to see and help me do some stuff, whether it's through cognitive psychology or scientific methods. Yes. So how did, you're an eight-time Big Ten champion. <laughs> Not that, really. I'm an eight-time Big Ten medalist, okay. so five-time Big Ten champion, two-time runner-up, and a third-place finisher. So that's the championship. That's where the championship lifestyle kind of comes from. Yes. How do you 
how how is it that you're able to get other people to adopt a championship lifestyle that aren't athletes? Absolutely. It's it starts with the mind. You know, quick story, when I was a high school athlete, I started off as a distance runner. Mm. And I would get last place, And but I wanted to be around um, the student athletes. And so the middle of my junior year, my coach, her name is Rhonda Brady-Jill. She's an Olympian hurdler. Okay. And she came and she said, listen, Toyenda, I found you uh, a volunteer assistant coach. He's a He coaches the throws. I want you to try it. I immediately said yes. Now, mm. my mindset could have been throwing is for boys. Right, because I wanted to be with my girlfriends out running, but she said, I need you to try this thing. So that was really the start okay. of me being able to um, persist towards consistency, right? To practice this type of honorable behavior. Right. My coach said, I want you to go and try it. I said, Okay. And that just shifted the rest of my mm. athletic career. Mm. And what's interesting about that is he took me to state meet twice. The, the My junior year and my senior year, I choked. And that's fine, <laughs> right? I had to learn, right? Because it was a nervous uh, a situation that I had never experienced right. before. But it taught me that if I had any other opportunities that I need to shift my mindset mm. and say, listen, you can do this thing because what happens is that you practice for it. Yeah. So um, after mm. that, I left Gary, Indiana, went to Purdue University, and um, I was just going to be a normal student, right? Mm. Track was track at... So you didn't go to Purdue on a scholarship? I, absolutely okay. not. No, okay. I, was, I participated in a program called Upper Bound, and so we were used to uh, going to Purdue to participate mm. in programming. They get you ready for college. So accepted this Purdue, went to Purdue, got a phone call from the head women's track and field coach and said, listen, we want you to walk onto the team. And so that was the second chance that I had, the second juncture mm. that said, listen, this is an opportunity for you to be a champion. And yeah. life has taken off since then. So what happens? How do you get other people to kind of get on board with this championship mindset or championship right. lifestyle or to get them to jump? It's you have to have self-efficacy, mm. right? So you have to have a high belief, uh, in, a yourself. belief in yourself, yeah. right? Belief that you can do a certain thing. Belief that you can uh, participate in a certain project and be well at it because you have to practice at it. Right. We all don't just start, right? right? Uh, I, someone said... Uh, all great athletes, all great speakers started at the same point. Mm, zero. And then what we did was we we had that talent. We multiplied that talent times investment, mm -hmm. which is um, a class, a, a Toastmasters, training. So it's multiplying your talent times mm, invested, mm. honing your skill, and then it turned into a strength. I think that's, that's amazing. One of... I was talking to some students the other day mm -hmm. and they were talking about how they were mad at their math teacher because he wanted them to learn the method and not the equation. Okay. And I was like, y'all are so silly. <laughs> y'all are so silly because the, the equation, that's how you diagnose the problem. That's what the symptoms are. Yes. The, the symptom or the equation helps you figure out what the symptoms to the solution are. Yes. The method that you go through to get it does not change. No. So to become a champion and just so anybody listening will know, the championship lifestyle is not what makes them a champion. They already are a champion. Yes. And, and the things that you do, your mindset is already there, but it's the method the that thing? in the process, yes. in the purpose, yes. in the why. Those yes. are all, those are words that I've started to, to notice that are pretty much the same. Method, Absolutely. 
process, purpose, and why. Right. Those approach kind of, and strategy, right? Those the appro- approach and the strategy is included in that. And it's so included in that, and that's everything. Because that mm-hmm. when you learn the method, mm-hmm. it transfers everywhere. Absolutely. So for ourselves, we have shift, and you'll be talking about your championship lifestyle. Um, that'll be April 22nd. So how, how are we looking to take that mindset and, and teach the mindset to other people? Because you can have the growth mindset in a fixed. Most of us are stuck in a fixed. So how are we, how, what are we going to do or what are you going to do to shift it to that growth mindset? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, so the research from Carol DeWick is phenomenal. This growth mindset versus this fixed mindset. And what she's saying is, or what she learned through the research is that individuals with a growth mindset, they immediately say, wow, I might not have passed this mm-hmm. test or I, I failed at this specific thing. I can learn and grow from there. So maybe I need to read another book. Maybe <laughs> I need to go and sit down with another professional yeah. who have who has been working in this area and they can teach me something. So that growth mindset says, this is a start. Mm-hmm. I can gain more information. I can gain more strategy, gain more tools, and then I can do better right. from this day forward. That fixed mindset says, well, I failed. And it yep. has to do with my ability, yep. right? It has to do with my ability. And so I can't put any more into my myself mm-hmm. to grow and learn. So what, I, again, what I try to do with people in general, even people who are um, thinking about starting businesses or have businesses, we talk a little bit about what gives you the confidence and the boldness to mm. start this wow. business. Ooh. Now, when they can start to share a narrative mm. about why, right? It's a question of purpose, but I don't yeah. really say what's your purpose, right. right? I start in with, tell me about the the confidence you mm. have now to, to be bold to start this wow. business. And if we can start a conversation Dang. at that level, yeah. then they'll begin to say, hmm. I can do this, right. and I know that there will be frustrations. I know that there will be adversities in the way, but I can do this because yep. I have the confidence to do it. And, and that's that growth mindset, which, you know, as you were talking, it made me think of the process. You know, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about the outcome, what do I get after yes. I take this class? What do I get after I get my degree? What do yes. I get after I get this job? Who do I become mm-hmm. instead? That's it. Who do I get to be? Or, or what do I get to do? Or how, how, how much do I get to grow? Is kind of the mindset that you yes. get when you're talking about that growth. For myself, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm jumping. I'm mm-hmm. all in. You know, I want to, to, to create my lifestyle, design, design the way I live, and impact the most people. You mentioned some of those questions uh, to start that you ask. What is it? What, what, what got you over the edge to jump? and say you were going to take that leap to be a champion. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'll even talk about it in terms of the business standpoint. I knew that God had something great on my life. Mm-hmm. And what I did at Purdue, I worked at Purdue for 14 years, and I made impact. I, I made impact. Um, you can Google the impact that I made. <laughs> I honestly made impact. But deep down in my heart, I had a burning mm, desire for more. Because for me, it's not always about me. I want to help other people walk into their destiny, walk Mm -hmm. into their purpose, walk into their calling. Facilitating purpose. Facilitating (laughs) purpose like Mr. Trey Gammon. So absolutely. So what I did was I said, listen, I am going to take this leap Mm -hmm. of faith. 
And what I started doing is I started researching what was trending in leadership because I knew that influence had a lot to do with it, right? John Maxwell says uh, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm. I'm a part of the John Maxwell team as an independent speaker, coach, and trainer. And so those are the things that they teach you that the whole JMT team teaches you that leadership is influence. And so it's how do you get people to do things, to accomplish a goal, to, to, to make the grades without forcing them to. Mm. So I looked at that information and I said, okay, Lord, I think this is it. This is definitely it. So I jumped, I left (laughs) Purdue university, worked there for 14 years and started my consulting business. And I really started off by going to get I've got the John Maxwell team Mm -hmm. certification. I also went to get uh, what's called real colors, personality typing um, instruction. So I'm a facilitator with that uh, company because I knew that my personality style, my work style would um, allow me to get, uh, to to get with people and help them to understand how they gain Mm. remarkable results. Mm. So I knew I had to have that. My, my background is in psychology and sociology. So I study human behavior. So I think that that was necessary, but all of that together, being able to bring those tools to the table, leadership, Mm -hmm. uh, personality typing, and then uh, what I learned from being an athlete, being able to bring those three things Mm -hmm. to the table. I said, I know that I could do it. I'm just going to jump and do it. But uh, it ties back into my self-efficacy. I have high levels of self-efficacy. I have high levels of belief, right, in God, and I have high levels of belief in the talents that God gave Mm -hmm. me. And so I said, listen, I'm going to go and do it. And, And that's that is why this championship lifestyle is is a big deal for right. me. It's, it's really important. What I'm doing is I'm releasing what's called championship lifestyle camps. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is a series of webinars. It's 12 webinars that will allow women, specifically there you go. women. Women's history. Mark. Yes, who wants to be champions in every area of their life. So it's a growth and expansion training ground. Mm. And we'll look at finding your strengths, really understanding who you are and how you gain extraordinary results. The third thing that we're going to increase with the camp is being able to use your voice Mm. at the decision-making table. Okay. I have been sitting at several decision-making tables and before I got to this point, it was difficult for me to use my voice. And now I understand how to use my voice, but the camps are going to help women to be able to use their voice and make impact at the decision-making table. And then it's also going to help increase uh, women's ability to start and finish a project that's going to cause impact. Wow. Well, I I love that so much. A lot of times the first thing you need to do is just take a step. Yes. And you don't even need to know which direction you need to go, but it's just reaching out. I think those lifestyle camps would be perfect for Somebody that doesn't know, have any idea of where they want to go next. Right. And somebody that has, that's kind of pinpointed where they want to go next. Yes. Because the, the theory, the method stays the same. Absolutely. Throughout. I know for myself and for, because it's hard to kind of catch your purpose or mm-hmm. catch your idea. And championship lifestyle is beautiful and as great as those two words. They didn't just come up no. when you snapped your fingers. Right. Um, and, and kind of even what you want to do, you know, myself. I started off thinking that I wanted to be the Allstate guy. Uh-huh. And so you were good hands. I didn't figure out, that was in high school, I didn't figure out until my junior year in college that you could speak professionally yes. to live. You know yes. what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't get that. So what I tell people now, 
I had a student who um, he said he wants to be the president, uh-huh. and I said, "Well, that's that's great. You got uh-huh. twenty year head start. You know, if you already already know, he was sixteen, so you know, go ahead and do it." And he didn't know where to start. Where to start? And that's where people get stuck. So I said, "Pick up three of your favorite people, yes, three of the people that you like the most. Google them on Wikipedia or buy their autobiography, and just see what they did to get to where they they want to go. That kind of lifestyle." And when you talk about influence, yes, because as you as you pick up a book or as you you go reach out, as you just take a step, mm-hmm. you start to gain that influence because yes. due to your faith, the doors open up to you. There is a, a, a formula for influence that mm-hmm. we've spoken about before. Oh yeah, can you break that down for me? Absolutely. So this uh, it's called the Power Triangle, and it's by uh, a, a consultant, a speaker. Uh, communications coach. His name is Robert Dylan Schneider. And the book is called Power and Influence. And what he says in that book is that you're able to gain influence when you can effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. So that may mean speaking engagements. That may mean leading your team at your uh, job. It might mean uh, being able to head a committee a committee. And the committee's looking like, okay, yes, we Mm want to follow this person. So effective communication, which also then leads to recognition. So people begin to recognize you as somebody who can communicate. This is somebody that I can can agree with or I can agree to to. disagree Mm -hmm. with. I can go to them, but I trust them. I believe in them. They have credibility. And through that recognition, then comes the influence. So you begin to be asked to speak. Mm -hmm. at different engagements you're asked to lead different committees you're asked to do some things based off of the fact that you were able to effectively communicate so effective communication you then begin to to be recognized for Mm -hmm. that and that recognition then leads to Mm -hmm. influence it's a power triangle i love it i love it thank you for for breaking that one down absolutely influence i don't think people realize you everybody has influence absolutely even when we talk about it your communications course you're always communicating. So 100% of the time, if you're walking down the street and I'm looking at somebody walking their dog, they're communicating something with me and that communication has influence. Yes. Because that can determine if I'm going to come up to them or not. Yes. You have a significant influence in a lot of different fields mm-hmm. because you, you are so well-versed. You're mm-hmm. so dynamic. And especially for women, why do you work so hard? Ha! Trey! <laughs> You know, a lot of what I'm doing, I'm doing for my children's mm. children. Mm. You know, at the end not, of the not day, not your children, but your children's my children's children. children. Wow. So at the end of the day, I work hard because of them. Now, if they weren't here, if my current children, if my children weren't here right now, then I would say, hey, I'm working for myself. But okay. now I have an accountability. Those are my accountability partners, right? The children, <laughs> and then I know that they're gonna have my children's children. But really, for me, it's about lifting others up Mm -hmm. when you when when god gives you talent to be able to for example um gain the trust of an entire athletic team Mm -hmm. to say listen we want you to be our team captain and i was young i wasn't looking for that but for when people want to hear from you and they trust you to that level, you cannot let them down. I work hard because my parents sold into me. Mm-hmm. My uh, godmother, Dolly, she sold into me, especially in terms of sorority. How do you run a business? How do you use right. your voice? I have people who sold into me. Wow. All of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. These are people who sold into me. How dare you let them down? Wow. 
You know, wow. I, I don't, I don't like to put that kind of pressure on me, but how <clears> dare <throat> you <throat> let the people down that sold into you? So if I can leave a legacy of lifting, okay. I have wow. lifted and added value to people. If I can leave that legacy here on this earth, I'm good. A legacy of lifting. I like that. One. We might get that one copywritten. You, yes. you, took, you took my next question because I was going to say, what would you want people to say about you? And a legacy of lifting. We'll go ahead and leave that one at that because that's, that's beautiful. And that's that's perfect it. Right there. A legacy of lifting. Yeah. So when, when you have that kind of calling and, and your mission is to uplift and do these kind of things, you have to sacrifice a lot yes. to get there. And, and most people just want the reward. Yes. They, they want the, All they want is the, the equation and the outcome. They don't want to worry about the method. <laughs> what have you had to sacrifice to get the things that you have and want today and going forward? Yes, I've honestly had, I've sacrificed time. Time with my children, time doing the fun things that I mm. like to do. I love Chicago style stepping. I okay. have not even had time <laughs> to do that. But I've had to sacrifice time. Mm. I've also sacrificed the television and I've sacrificed the telephone. Wow. And those are the three biggest things next to social media. I'm still working on that. <laughs> but those are the three biggest things that I've had to sacrifice time. And wait a minute, I've also had to sacrifice treasure. Mm. When I left Purdue University, uh, that was guaranteed money. Wow. When I said, listen, I'm going to step out here on faith and I'm going to activate this self-confidence that I have, this self-efficacy, it cost me my treasure mm. as well. So I wasn't, as a consultant, um, when I first started off, and even now, it's getting better, but even now... I'm not making what I used to make at right. Purdue University. And so I had to shift my way of living. Not that I uh, was very materialistic. I lived very meekly. But now I really have to budget yeah. my money uh, to be able to do certain things. Mm -hmm. So so treasure, time. Um, Security, certainty. Secu listen, <laughs> listen. So I had to sacrifice those things. But it's worth it, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm a very... I talked about this personality typing, right? I'm yeah. also strengths finder, strength okay. finders trained. Okay. And so I can apply those assessments and in, integrate that work in the work that it's I do. Consulting. What I know about myself is that one, I'm very relational. Two, I am an executor. Mm. I execute and I'm very futuristic. Okay. So those three things working together, I'm looking at my future. Mm. So the pain of not <laughs> being able to live the way I want to live. I like shopping. That's why I love shoes. I mm -hmm. haven't been able to buy shoes. And that's fine. I will sacrifice. be able to. Listen, I will be able to. But um, the pain of the sacrifice, because it's not a sacrifice unless it costs you mm. something. But the pain uh, within the sacrifice, uh, will uh, it's going to allow my future to be yeah. great. So I'm always looking down the line at my future. I'm always peering over the horizon. Mm -hmm. I did a, a, a speech and I talked about um, being um, this champion and being empowered. And what I said is once you understand your purpose, right? Once you understand your why, the pressure and the pursuit becomes worth wow. it. That go. was true for me in athletics. It's true for me in business. <clears throat> it's true for me even in my family. Right. Once you understand your why, uh, the pressure and the pursuit becomes worth it. Right. You know, I think one of the best parts about being in the field of work that we're in, professional development, personal development, is for in order for me to grow in my business, I have to grow in myself. Come on. And growing in myself means I have to look back on the things, my insecurities and my vulnerabilities and the mm -hmm. things that hold me back. And 
one of the things I noticed is we try to drive forward and go forward uh-huh. and want more in our life. If you're in a car driving forward, you can't go forward looking in the rearview mirror. Yes. And that's what we try to do so much because I want more for my life, but I'm not willing to give up what's behind me. Yes. Or, or the people that were behind me or the people that hurt me. And I think it was Pastor Bailey that said, you know, the pain of your past is now the fuel for your purpose or yes. for your future. So putting that all together and going forward with, with what you have to offer, I think that's that's an amazing thing. And so the sacrifice that you made was to have more yes. for your life. And so yes. a lot some people can't see that sometimes to go forward you have to take what looks like a step back. Yes. And let me let me come in on that one. <clears throat> I coached track and field mm-hmm. at Hartsville High School. And I'm new to the group. It's about, I think I have about 14 uh, throwers. Okay. okay. Everybody's new except maybe one person. And when I came in, I talked a little bit to her about shifting her form. But she is used to familiar. And mm. so it was a little frustrating for her. And so I talked about, listen, you got to go down in order to come up. Whoa. So we've, we've got we've to gotta pull back on what you're doing, right? We pull back on the familiar. I need you to, to be in a space of unfamiliar because once you walk in that unfamiliar space, it becomes familiar. Uh-oh. You pick up great habits and we throw far. Yeah. So you have to go down in order to come up. And that's just even the concept of humbling ourselves, yeah. right? The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, he's going to exalt you. you so we walk in humility and then we will be exalted. And I think that's what God is doing for both you and for I. Sure. For both sure. you and I, especially being uh, up under and being around Pastor Keith Bailey yes. or Bishop Keith Bailey. You need to get him on the show he, too. You have got <laughs> to interview him. He is amazing. And the, the impartation that he's uh, uh, adding into mm-hmm. us is, is amazing. Uh, I'm excited about it. it. It doesn't, and Brian Forte said this on the first episode, when someone sees something for you mm-hmm. that you don't see for yourself yet, it makes you want to grow. Yes. And I think even, you know, you just talked about pressure and kind of getting comfortable being uncomfortable yes. in a way. You kind of have to learn to thrive in that environment if you want if you want to have more. Because everything is stressful in life. There's always problems. There's always hardships. If you look right. hard enough at any situation that you're in, there's going to be something negative right. that you can pull out of that. Right. How do you keep your mind off of that negative activity? And the people are going to tell you no. Who told, yes. How many people told you that you shouldn't quit your job? Oh, don't go there. I, it I, took me... I waited 30 days to tell my parents that I quit (laughs) (laughs) because my parents, you know, when we grew up, my father uh, would always tell us his three girls. He would say, "Um, you have to be able to sustain yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I'll be honest with what he said. He said, a man can leave you at any time. You've got to be able to take care of yourself. Right. So I chopped that whole, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing and saying, my father said, you have to be able to sustain. Right. So sustainability was key for, for us three girls. Um, and so just to be able to, to look at, listen, I'm going to have setbacks. I'm going to have frustrations. People are going to tell me, don't do Mm -hmm. it. Stay with security. But John Maxwell in one of his books, I think it's his growth book. He says, uh, in order to reach your capacity zone, Mm -hmm. you've got to come outside of your comfort Uh zone. 
In order to reach your capacity zone, you've got to let comfort go. And that's what I did, and I continue to do that. Me even releasing this championship lifestyle camp. Oh, yeah. I am oh, yeah. I'm nervous. Well, we've talked about it. I'm excited. <laughs> I have faith, and I know that it's going to be a good service to provide to um, women who want to be champions in every area of life. But I am a little nervous about it, but I'm going for it. Yeah. Right? I'm going you, for it. You have to. In the worst... The worst thing that that happens is it doesn't work. Is it doesn't work. And guess Somebody what? And no. guess what I do? I just shift it. Yeah. Right? I just shift yeah. it. And it's hard for not to cuz once you take when you just take the step mm-hmm. or if you if you're willing to go out on that limb, some you learn so much in that process. Absolutely. That the outcome is kind of most irrelevant cuz even if say championship lifestyle does crazy numbers and, and it becomes the world biggest thing, yes. that's great. There's still more that you There's can add on more. to it. If it doesn't do what you want it to do, cool. We're, we're just adjusting. Adjust it. Shift it, right? Don't change the goal. Mm-hmm. Change the, the approach. Method. Change the method. Change the, the process. plan. Yeah. And a lot of people fail because when they don't reach that goal, they just throw everything out. Mm. Can't do that. Mm-mm. Cannot do that. Especially if you're operating uh, from a standpoint of a growth mindset, right? This is just a start. Right. This is a start. I can grow from here. I can learn. I can add more knowledge base and grow from there. So for you as a woman, Toy, and I'm, I'm curious, I'm a 24-year-old male. I love asking people, what's the secrets to marriages? What's, what do I need to know about having a girlfriend? Don't ask taxes? me about marriage. I, I have had <laughs> two divorces. <laughs> Don't ask me about it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I've learned from those marriages. Please know t- that. Tell me, tell me what you've learned from those, because that's kind of what I was getting into, is what, what does it mean to be a woman? Yes. Especially today, what does it mean to be a woman, to have that household? For myself, I want to be able to take care of my wife. Yes. And you talked about being independent. Just tell me some of that dynamic about what it means for you to be a woman and and what what do you see for yourself as a woman? Absolutely. What what does it mean to be a woman? It means that um, I'm strong. I'm I'm steadfast. I'm unmovable. But I'm also soft. My sister, Mm. Heather Henley, I love her. I call her the big gun. She is amazing. (laughs) She's a a CEO and a mental health consultant. Mm. She wrote a book called I am an orange uncompromisingly. And what she's doing in this book is really talking about womanhood. Right? She says, listen, this orange has to go through a process. Mm. Right? We go through these processes. We've been dropped. We've been dropped on the floor. We've been let go. We've been rejected. Uh, We have little spots on us. But she said, when you peel the orange back, so my innermost person Mm. is soft tender and all good <laughs> all good so uh she is excellent i need to connect you For with sure. her uh heather henley i am an orange uncompromisingly so to me that that relates to being a woman we have gone through a lot of things even if you think back to slavery mm-hmm. women were pregnant and picking cotton and still uplifting their husbands and or family. their men their family so we are strong Uh, And if I had an opportunity to pull back on some of the things that I'm doing now, I would. But Mm. at this time, the Lord says, no, you press in. And by the way, pressing, I always say this right, stay in the press. Pressing is a function of pressure, Mm. right? And so we apply contact to the goal. We apply contact to the process until we win. But being a woman for me means that I'm strong, that I'm steadfast, and I'm unmovable. But I'm also soft, 
and tender, and I like affection as well. I like it. I like, I like it very much. So Just like an orange. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I know, as a young, I, I want my woman to feel like a queen. Whenever yes. I don't have a girlfriend now, yes. I don't plan on getting married soon. But You never know, right? Yeah, I you don't never know what know. Never, never know. You're right. You never know. <laughs> but listen, grow your business. <laughs> grow, grow your business. What do I, from, a, from your perspective, what can I do to make my woman feel like a queen and feel loved? Yes. The my perspective trait is you be fulfilled because mm. a lot of times our men are not fulfilled mm. and women are strong. We're very resilient. So what happens is we keep pressing and we keep moving forward. And if they're not moving Ooh, in that direction, okay. it causes friction. Okay. Right. And so if a man is fulfilled, that you're confident in what you're doing, you're confident in your direction, mm. then your woman is going to be happy to help lift you as well. Because the Bible says that she's there to be a help meet, M-E-E-T. Mm. And so that's meet your goals, wow. meet our family goals, meet her, her own personal right. and professional goals. And so that system works together that unity works together but you Trey as the leader of that home you've got to be fulfilled mm. right because your fulfillment means that as she rises you are there with her hand to hand saying baby let's do this oh, thing oh I like that <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off right there. the championship lifestyle are you ready to be a champion I guess you really already are, and we all already are. So I'm so appreciative of Toy for dropping so many gems today. There's so many that it was hard for myself to keep up with. So check out TreyGamers.com slash podcast to find the top takeaways, quotes, and side notes. If you have some more of your own top takeaways, quotes, and side notes, leave a comment. Let me know what your greatest takeaway from this episode was, and continue to share it with your friends and spread the message. The purpose of the Dash is to provide challenging, meaningful, significant conversation. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for coming back. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, and I can't wait to hear what you think about next week as we talk to the owner of Atlanta-based Cold Storm Media, Katrina Garns, continuing to empower the voices of the mothers of the earth for these next few episodes and really let the voice of womandom shine. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and come back next week. This is... The Dash.